Welcome to the Internship Show, where each week we explore the ins and outs of early talent programs at companies of all sizes across the globe. Early talent fuels businesses from startups to the Fortune 500. We're here to provide the information you need to stay informed on all of the amazing opportunities that exist in our world. I'm Parker Pell, and this week I spoke with Erin Breslin-Garcia from Activision. She's been working in video games for seven years and currently supports Activision's Early Careers program by connecting students with summer internship opportunities. A variety of her responsibilities include owning and managing recruitment relationships with university faculty, organizing and attending career fairs, and identifying and building partnerships with campus diversity clubs and organizations to continue to diversify their student candidate pool. Aaron, thanks so much for taking the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. So we're, we're super excited to be able to bring you on and, and represent Activision and learn about the gaming industry and all the opportunities that there are for college students at your company. But first, let's dive into your journey. And what yeah. has your journey really been like into early talent that's kind of taking you to where you are today at Activision? Yeah. So my journey's been kind of a squiggly line. I graduated... Um, from University of Redlands, couple dogs, in 2008. So during a big recession, no jobs. Um, my focus was in psychology. I went to grad school after a semester. I was like, you know what? This this isn't really, really where I want to focus. Um, so I decided to drop out. And I moved into um, running an MMA studio, so mixed martial arts studio, focusing on marketing, sales, HR, um, supporting, teaching, like anything that really needed to happen because I really wanted to see what was I drawn to, like where, what areas did I really enjoy to then decide like long-term, maybe I should go in that direction for a career. Um, So super random route. I was also working with people with developmental disabilities at the time because I was kind of tying in with my psychology um, uh, degree. And that experience um, was amazing. It taught me the most about people I've ever, I will probably ever learn in my life. It was uh, awesome. So I was working two jobs, MMA, as well as working with people with developmental disabilities. Um, decided that through my experience, you know, I really loved working with people um, as well as kind of like the sales side of signing people up within um, the MMA studio. So I was like, well, let me look at like HR or recruiting or something. So I moved to Los Angeles because there was more jobs in LA at the time. It's a bigger area. So that made sense. Um, and I, and previously, sorry to back up, I was in San Francisco. So that's like a seven by seven landscape. If you really want to work in the city, it's <laughs> like, it's pretty small. So moved to LA. Um, and there I was fortunate to have a HR coordinator role with a tech company. Um, and through that experience, uh, that tech company actually ended up um, pretty much laying off majority of the employees. So I actually laid myself off because <laughs> I was part of the process of creating that packet and everything. So that was an interesting experience. But the, the silver lining is that it really gave me that gateway into HR and confidential information and learning at the ins and outs of what acquisitions and layoffs kind of look like. And that really helped me get my foot in the door with more HR and deeper experience there. Um, and I still keep in touch with that team that, that they were like one of the best teams I ever worked with. So that was a really great experience that led me into Activision. I came in as a recruitment coordinator and supported all different teams across studios, corporate offices, and then eventually took on full-time recruitment, supporting, again, studios, marketing, um, kind of like I was a floater. I kind of like did everything at some point. Um, And then the position for early careers came up and I found it really interesting. One, because I am still connected with my alma mater 
And it's something that I have good friends that I got from there. And I'm, I visit the campus once in a while for alumni events. And so I was like, okay, this is really cool. I have, an, a, I have a connection with this kind of experience, but also the company was centralizing the uh, intern program and building it up from the ground up. And I really wanted to be part of something to help mold it and bring it to the next level. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today um, with my career. But it's, it was definitely not a straight path. It's, it's kind of wiggly all over the place. And what I learned is I learned what I didn't like to do. And then I would kind of narrow it down from there into something that I was passionate about. And I think that's normal. I think a lot of students don't understand that that's actually the normal route to take. Um, if you know what you want to do right away, that's awesome. And you kind of have a step up, you know, ahead of other people, but it's okay if you don't. Like you mentioned, it's totally okay to utilize your internships as a way mm -hmm. to figure out what you want to do. No one, when you graduate, needs to have one career the whole time. You should be yeah. utilizing it and constantly kind of evaluating what are your own personal goals for yourself and then align that with the companies that you're looking at and opportunities and say, how, do, how does that company align with my own personal goals and kind of give myself as a student or a, rec or a recent graduate kind of the opportunity to achieve those milestones so that you're happy hitting your job at the end totally. of, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always let students know that, you know, the, the thing you should mainly be focusing on is, is this opportunity going to allow me to learn? Because as long as you just focus on that, you're going to be moving forward. It might not be in your dream industry or um, where you thought you'd be at a certain point in your life at a certain age, like that's okay. Like you, as long as you just continue to learn, whether it's on your personal projects or through work, that's just going to get you closer to wherever you want to be in the future. And what I like to tell people is, you know, your career is not a ladder. You're not going to go straight. It's going to be more like a lattice. You're going to take sideways steps. You're going to go backwards. Sometimes you're going to feel a little lost, but everything will work out and you'll get to where you ultimately want to be one day. And you might change like in that process, find that you change your mind. You might go sidestep into a different area and be like, actually, this is way cooler than my original path. Like I want to change directions now. So that's totally true. Like it's nothing's permanent and you should not be tied down to anything. It's as you go into your early career, it's all about learning and developing like who you are. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned that you graduated in 08 during a recession. I think that recent mm -hmm. graduates now are, are maybe thinking that they're, they're facing something similar and they're yeah. looking out or, or going to be seniors looking out towards fall 2020 and saying, how do I kind of tackle this market to have a leg up and to succeed overall so that I can ensure that I'm gainfully employed, obviously, and hitting the goals that students are setting for themselves. Aaron, I just love to hear your opinion on kind of what does this fall 2020 look like or just general advice that you would have for students who are sitting there thinking like, how, how can I take what the times are and not let them bog me down? Yeah, I, I think, you know, getting creative, like you had said earlier, like really writing out and narrowing down like what your passions are and what you're, what you're really good at, things that you want to learn, and then looking at jobs that kind of align with those things. And so like we were saying, like it might not be your dream industry right away. It might be a completely different area that you never thought you'd work in, but it's similar skills to what you want to learn ultimately. So I think people being open to being creative with their career building is going to be key. Letting yourself be vulnerable and just try something new. I think that's also going to be key. Um, but also know that, you know, companies are aware of what's going on. Like 
we have so much empathy for students right now who are graduating or looking for internships who didn't, who maybe had their internship canceled last summer. Like we know this is tough. So I think that what students will be met with is a lot of empathy as well with the understanding yeah. of, you know, we understand what you went through last summer or this past few months. Um, and you can, uh, continue to build your skill set and show that, you know, although I didn't have an internship or maybe I'm a little behind in some areas, like I did these personal projects or I did this networking or I did these other things in place of that. I think that's, those are things will speak just as loud. So I wouldn't be, I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was saying, like everything will work out. Like it's so nerve wracking right now. I know. And I was there. Um, but just, you know, networking and, uh, keeping your options open, I think will really help you eventually land something of where you feel a little bit more comfortable. And, and people who have listened to previous episodes of the show, my opinion is I don't think the playing field has ever been so level. There's yeah. so many different opportunities. Companies aren't traveling to their target schools, whether mm -hmm. you're a tier one school or a tier five school, you can attend an open house with a company with no restrictions and start to build those relationships and do exactly what you did say, oh, I may have not had an internship for the summer of 2020, but here's what I did to better myself is even a, a better opportunity, I think, to be able to differentiate themselves as a student overall in just the process. Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. We were having info sessions that are open to the public this fall. So no matter what school you go to, what location, like you're invited. And I can always share that with you if you want to you know, give it out to your listeners too. But we have four different info sessions in the fall for anyone. Um, you have access to so much more in a virtual environment because also like we have employees that will sometimes be part of the info sessions in person, but they can't travel away from their families for very long. But now that it's virtual, we could really tap so many different people in the business to give students insight into what it's like to work in that particular department or that role. It's, it's really, it's, there's a lot of positive things to the virtual environment this fall. Yeah. And so why and kind of how did, did you all decide to move into a kind of a, a virtual internship? As you mentioned, you've been kind of there from mm -hmm. the ground up of the program. Yeah. So it was the one thing we could control. <laughs> it was, I mean, for everyone. So it was, I think, March, you know, things, MBA got canceled. Things just started falling off. <laughs> we just started, our heads started spinning. We're like, okay, what are we going to do? So we waited it out a little bit. And we really, what was really important to us is that we wanted to be aligned with the industry. So what Blizzard was doing, our sister company or, you know, Epic or ER, anyone really wanted to, to make a decision as one. So, um, Caitlin Weller on my team reached out to a bunch of contacts from these different companies and their university um, uh, employees. And we organized a round table. So it was like this uh, round table of Epic, Niantic, Insomniac, Blizzard, EA, um, us, everyone on this call. Just to be like, okay, COVID's here. What's up? What are we doing? And we decided as a whole that we would keep our internships, but make them virtual. And to do that, we set up additional calls every few weeks to just check in with each other to like work through any roadblocks that might have happened or um, questions that people might have on like how to get the culture across in a virtual space or how to engage students. So that was really helpful. And that, I think, helped us make that decision to go virtual because the gaming community is 
amazing. Like when we come together, like we, we really come together. So that was awesome to see. Um, and so it really helped us be confident with our decision. And, and through our virtual internship, we still had the same elements that we would as an in-person, but the things that were missing obviously is like that water cooler talk that you might have with the team or, um, obviously you get maybe a little bit more exposure to people, but we tried our best to, to continue that just through doing a bunch of different tech talks, um, connecting students with each other throughout the internship. Like I have students that would reach out to me about their interest in graphics or AI programming. And I'd be like, Hey, we have interns who do that. Like, let me give you their names so you guys can network and internally and introduce each other to your managers. So it was, that was really helpful to, um, have my team be that, that focal point to help them all connect. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a tough decision, but we made it and um, we are prepared to go virtual again next year if we need to. We're, we're planning right now to be in person, but you just never know. So I think we're, we'll have this like worst case scenario, we'll be virtual again, but we're really confident it's gonna be awesome. Um, the other really great thing that came out of the virtual experience is we decided to combine Blizzard, King, and Activision's internship program. So not only did our interns get talks and exposure to Activision, but they also got a lot of exposure to Blizzard. But they, we did Blizzard Tech Talks and we incorporated their interns and, and King. So it was, it was this massive centralized program which really helped create this strong community. Um, so again, like it's, it's so interesting, all the creative things that are coming out of this virtual experience that companies just hadn't really thought of before. So. Long story short, it was um, it was a great decision to do, and and we are prepared to to do it again in the future. And you spoke about how tight knit, obviously, the gaming community is, and you all mm -hmm. working together to be able to meet and exceed expectations for this virtual internship that you ran. And we're here to talk, obviously, about Activision and get some details about Activision, the company, and, and your program. So could you, Aaron, go into a brief kind of overview for, for listeners as to kind of like what is and who is Activision? Yeah. Um, Activision is, it's so funny, like when we go to campuses, like we did a bunch of career fairs, especially when you first started out and, and everyone knew Call of Duty, but we would have problems with people knowing who Activision was. So it's, it's funny how our sister company, Blizzard, they tie their IPs directly with their name Blizzard. And so people pretty like, recognize them pretty quickly. Whereas Activision, it's been kind of separate with our IP being a little distant from our company name. You might see us come up in the beginning of your game, but other than that, it's, it's a little separate. So that's been something we've been working on with you know, marketing who we are. So um, Activision is a company that's been around for 40 years, which is crazy for any tech company. And um, we were the first ever independent game publisher. And what that means is we partner with external studios to publish their games. So recently we launched, um, we worked with Bungie to, to do Destiny. We work with From Software to do Sekiro. Um, and we also make our own games. So Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, Spiral. We have a few other things in the works. Um, and we're really good at doing a few things really, really well, instead of spraying ourselves thin and doing a bunch of stuff. So if, if you see us with our IP, like, um, like Skylanders was a game we made in the past where we invented the toys to life genre for games. Uh, we made a Spyro's TV show that's on Netflix and had three seasons. And we also did um, trading cards. Like we go very deep within one IP. Um, and I think that's what really sets us apart um, as a company. We, we uh, really go into quality for our, our work. 
Yeah. And speaking of setting your all selves apart, talk to me about kind of like, what's the company culture like? It's such a leader in the gaming industry, because I think that students will hear gaming and they'll think like software development only, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that there's, it's a, it's a 40 year old company. Like you mentioned, there are so many different things that go into making the company culture kind of like what it is. Totally. Um, yeah, the culture is, um, really great. I I would say like, okay, so my personal experience, like when I first came into Activision as a recruitment coordinator, I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to work for the machine. This is the man. They're going to yell at me. This is going to be so scary. And my experience was just the opposite. Like, yes, it's, it's a very well-oiled machine. It's been around for a long time and it, we are very good at making games, but the people that you meet within the company are amazing. It's the best teams debatably that you'll ever work with in your career. Um, everyone is genuine, uh, really passionate what they do, smart, and just really willing to come together and go that extra mile together. So when, when one team has a win, we feel like we all have a win. Um, and that's true even across companies. So like our sister company, Blizzard or King, uh, that's true for them as well. Um, the, the cultures within each studio uh, might vary a little bit. I'd say definitely the, the common string is going to be the people you meet, but the studios are different just because we have an independent studio model. And so we allow our studios to have um, room to breathe and put their own spin and creativity into their games. And that also kind of transfers into like how they set their studio up and their own studio values. So you have Treyarch who makes Call of Duty and their, their studio has like army nets and fake plants and a whole zombie filled with like, a whole, sorry, whole hallway filled with zombie parts. Um, very <laughs> different than maybe you'd say Toys for Bob in the Bay Area, which is half Tiki Hut themed and half pirate ship themed. And you bring your dog to work and everything's chill. So it's, those things might vary a little different. Um, but across the board, I'd say the teams and the people that you meet are just going to be really great. Um, we have a company value that it's called, it's the people and it's super corny, but people quote that the most, I'd say, hands down. People always say like, that's their, their, one of their favorite parts of working with the company. I love those different opportunities and different cultural, cultural mm-hmm. aspects of the studios, because I think it gives so many different opportunities because everyone is able to bring kind of their authentic self to work regardless of where, where they're working and be able to kind of feel that and see. Um, And if a student has been fortunate and they've been accepted into an internship at Activision, like what can they expect when interning at Activision? Yeah. So within our centralized program, we have, I like to break it down into three parts and no matter where you sit, you will experience the same thing. So um, first off, we provide projects for students that allow them to directly impact game development or decisions around game development. So that might be, you know, creating a wall climb for a character. And that's what they work on in gameplay engineering for the summer versus maybe they're working on analytics, um, to help us decide on certain like designs we should implement within our games or business decisions. So no matter where you sit, you're part of the team, you're embedded and you're working on what they're working on. Um, The second part is learning and development. So I kind of touched on this earlier, but we like to put on a lot of tech talks and different experiences for students to learn about things outside of their role. So we had talks from uh, people thinking through how do we design games for people with disabilities 
and what that looks like, whether it's physical or developmental. Um, and then uh, as well as a talk around how do we support COD servers around the world? Like, how do we do that? That's crazy. It's a worldwide game. <laughs> um, and uh, even like customer support at Blizzard, like what does that day in the life look like for that? So we do a lot of those different types of talks. One, because students can then understand how their role connects with other people. They might see a little bit of their role reflected in these talks. And then two, they can then also see there's other roles out there. So they might see a talk and be like, hey, that's really cool. I want to do whatever this person's doing. And so that's why. It's just a way to educate students and help them with their, their uh, summer internships. And then the third part of the internship is the social aspect. Like with any industry, your network is really important with helping uh, you, know, you, you learn and grow. And we want to make sure that the people that you meet during your time in the internship, other interns or other employees or people, those relationships you can take with you. And so we create situations outside of your day-to-day -day work to get to know them, whether it's through like a, we did a virtual escape room this past year. We're doing like a mini campfire there virtually with all of our interns next week. Um, we've gotten really creative with these, these type of events. And so what's happened in the past organically is students have taken those relationships with them back to school and identifying different people's strengths and reaching out if they have you know, issues with their homework or just have questions or want to network about a certain company. So that's what our goal is, to really help students connect more and, and build out their network. Um, so those are the three aspects of the, the internship program that we provide to anyone. Um, the majority of our roles are computer science-based. We do art, game design, data science, animation, as well as production. So kind of all over the place. Yeah. In it's so interesting to hear how teams like yours are getting creative to deliver an experience, regardless of it, whether it's in person or if it's virtual to deliver that experience that the students are going to be able to take. And like you said, grow their network, grow their skills and learn about the company kind of all in one. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about kind of your company diversity initiatives and how they're kind of directly related to your university relations efforts diversity is super important um and by recruiting directly out of schools that diversity pipeline is very strong that's where you have the most diverse candidates right so um early careers is is has a huge spotlight on that and so we partner with um uncf united negro college fund stem advantage game heads esa um, which is also run by the people that run E3, uh, Management Leadership for Tomorrow, and then the Grace Hopper Conference. And then we also engage with different student organizations across the U.S. Um, with different uh, identifications that they, they resonate with. So um, we like to make sure that we continue to engage people from all different backgrounds because that's just, it's, it's great for our games, it's great for community. There's just no downside. To that and by having direct access to students it's a great pipeline to to bring everyone in that's that's so great to hear and having the ability as a student to come in and, and feel like they can make an impact and be there mm -hmm. be themselves and be able to bring their whole self to work is is so valuable and it's so great to hear that a leading company in the game industry is is providing that and giving students those opportunities across the board and, and really making sure that playing field is level all together Aaron, what are mm -hmm. you or your team hoping that a student really takes away from your internship program when it's all said and done um, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, 
the biggest thing I would say is confidence. What we, we do these like little pulse surveys with our students every two weeks just to kind of like check in and see where they're at. We also call them just to like make sure they know we're there to support them. And in the very beginning of the internship every year, what we see is this, this um, imposter syndrome that a lot of them have of like, I don't belong here. Are people going to see through me or um, I don't have the skills that they asked me to do. And I really, really love it when students leave with just knowing that they have the confidence to overcome any of these hesitations or worries and they're smart enough to work through them and, and they have a community around them to support them through all everything. So that's the number one thing for all students, no matter where you go in your internships or industry life, imposter syndrome will not go away. That will continue to come up throughout your career. So just recognize it and then own it and move forward. So that would just be my advice there. Um, so confidence is big. And then the other part that we really love to have people walk away from with from the company with is to just learn about the industry and know that whatever role that you find in like a tech company or a corporate company somewhere, you'll find that same role within entertainment or gaming like that exists. So if you have a passion for storytelling or movies or games or board games or like whatever, and you want to incorporate that into your career, there's a place for you. And, and we just really want to make sure that students are aware of that. So those are the, those are the biggest goals. Um, and then lastly, obviously, like to come back. So we do like to have our students come back. Um, that is the ultimate goal of the internship program. Um, so that that is our aim. Yeah. And, and Aaron, we've learned so much about the company and the program that you all are delivering at Activision. Is there anything else or closing remarks that you would want to leave listeners with about the company or the program altogether? Yeah. Um, so this coming fall, we're going to be recruiting all virtual and we'll have a lot of events that are open to students across all different areas of the U.S. or even international. Um, and so I would encourage students to look at our internships that are opening up in September, as well as if you want to link up with me through LinkedIn or shoot me a message, I'm happy to share more information that way. Awesome. Thanks so much, Aaron, for taking the time to share such awesome information with our listeners. Of course. Thanks for having me. So much fun speaking with Aaron from Activision, who shared how they decided to move to a virtual internship, what it's like working at a leading gaming company, and how to stand out when applying to their internship program. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love for you to give us a rating or review about the show. This episode was brought to you by Scholars. Scholars matches college students and employers for internships and entry-level jobs based on skills, experiences, and interests. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see all of our listeners next time on our next episode of The Internship Show.